If you struggle with toilet anxiety, I have something really exciting to share with you. And by toilet anxiety, I'm talking about the fear of not making it to a bathroom in time and worrying about pooping your pants, which are things that I struggled with for years. So on June 5th, I'm teaching a masterclass where I'm going to walk you through how you can finally get freedom from this debilitating fear. I'm going to be teaching you lots of practical and helpful insights, tips, and tools that will help you to start saying yes to things, whether or not a bathroom is nearby. So if you're like, yes, Shannon, I need this, simply head to the link in the show notes and I'll see you on June 5th. Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Let's talk about anxiety symptoms. And specifically, I want to talk about three anxiety symptoms that can feel really scary and dangerous, but actually aren't. So I'm going to dive into dizziness, depersonalization and derealization, and palpitations. And so I guess we're kind of going to talk about four because depersonalization is one and derealization is another, but they are fairly similar. So I first want you to know and recognize these are all really common symptoms of anxiety. I know we often go to that place when you're struggling with disordered anxiety and panic and agoraphobia, like maybe it's something more, maybe it's something more than anxiety, but these are all really common symptoms of anxiety. And you might also battle with like, which came first? Like, was it the symptoms or anxiety? And it can be such a mix, right? Like the symptom, you might be experiencing the symptom and that can lead to lots of thoughts and then to responses that create a whole lot of anxiety and even more symptoms. And on the other hand, the anxiety can be present, like you can just feel anxious, you can have some anxious thoughts, and that can lead to lots of very real and scary symptoms. And I just want to point out something important, right? Like I know this is going to sound simple, but it's important. (laughs) These symptoms all feel scary. And the keyword is feel. But it's important to note that our feelings sometimes just aren't reliable, And this is especially true when dealing with disordered anxiety. Like oftentimes your brain is perceiving things and feelings as dangerous, even though there is no danger present. So I know it sounds simple, but I want you to really recognize these things might feel scary, but your feelings don't mean that there is actual danger or anything wrong. So before I really dive into each of these symptoms, and I'm going to give you some tips too for these symptoms, I have to provide this disclaimer. So I really want to encourage you have to get your yearly exams by a doctor. Like that's important stuff that we should all be doing just to make sure that we're healthy, that there is nothing concerning going on. And I also just want to emphasize you can see a doctor if you truly feel like 
these symptoms, what you're experiencing is really concerning and you just want to make sure, you want to rule out that you don't have any serious conditions. And I know if you're struggling with health anxiety, that might be a tricky one because it's like, I can't run to the doctor all the time. And yes, that's a little bit different. But I do want to encourage you, if you're experiencing something that you feel like, I don't know, this just seems like there might be something else going on, like it's not going away or it's getting worse or I've never had this checked, like you can go to a doctor. That's okay to go to the doctor. And I encourage that. All right, let's start off by talking about dizziness. And this symptom, people will say, is the most scary symptom. And oftentimes when people describe dizziness, they'll say, I feel lightheaded, I feel woozy, I feel unsteady, like I feel like my balance is off, or I feel weak, or I feel like I'm swaying, or like maybe I'm on a boat. Um, People describe it in so many different ways. And the hard part about this symptom is that it often leads to a lot of fears and worries, like a fear of falling, a fear of passing out, a fear of looking silly, right, in front of people, embarrassing yourself, like what if I do fall, what if I do pass out, I know this was a big one for myself, and so it really makes you feel like I have to do something about it, so you might find yourself grasping onto things like holding onto shopping carts or holding onto railings or the wall, and Or for you, you might just always want somebody with you all the time, like just in case you do feel dizzy and feel like you're going to collapse or you're going to pass out. Or you might even avoid doing things or going places altogether because you're like, nope, I cannot even risk it, right? It feels risky. And so this symptom is really not only just scary, but it becomes really disruptive because you feel like I have to protect myself at all times. I don't want this to happen because it feels really scary. And then the thoughts and the worries and the fears that I have surrounding it make it so much more intense. So lots of people who experience dizziness will experience it before or during or even following anxious moments or a panic attack. So when your body goes into fight or flight, it makes your breathing faster and your breathing gets shallower and you have an increase in adrenaline and cortisol and other chemicals, which leads to dizziness or increased dizziness. And we all know that feeling, that fight or flight feeling can bring so many different symptoms into play that can be incredibly scary. And of course, dizziness can really make you feel like tensed, like I have to do something, this is really scary, like I've I've got to protect myself. But most usually with dizziness, it's just that you are experiencing lots of anxiety and lots of stress, which leads to lots of physical symptoms like dizziness due to the release of stress hormones that really do affect the body's balance and coordination. So you might think like, am I actually dizzy? I don't know. Like, am I just creating this? Am I making it up? No, it's it's usually you are actually experiencing some dizziness because lots of stress and overwhelm and anxiety can cause dizziness. And then you feel like you're on this cycle that you can't get off of. So I want to share some things with you that will be really helpful. And these things I know and I recognize sound simple. I know myself. They are not simple. They are really hard things to do. But I want to walk you through a few things that will be really helpful if you struggle with dizziness. So it's really important to try to start to pay attention to how you're responding to dizziness, like how you're responding to the feelings, to the symptom when it pops up. Like 
are you responding in a way of like, I have to fight this. I have to get rid of it. I have to do something about it. Like I have to look for something to hold on to and like really allow yourself to slow down and start to not only become aware of how you're responding, but start to change how you're responding. Like really working to allow these feelings in and allow the symptom to happen without trying to fight it and do all this stuff to, you know, quote, protect yourself. Because the reality is you're safe. You're just feeling really uncomfortable. Another really important thing is to not pay so much attention to it. And I know that this is hard. And this, again, goes back to establishing awareness. I think lots of times you're probably checking in with how you feel without even recognizing that you're doing it. And it's so important to not constantly check in with how you feel. Because remember, oftentimes when struggling with disordered anxiety, your feelings are not reliable. And when you're checking in with how you feel, most of the time, right, you're going to find something Because you're often creating those feelings. You're checking in with how you feel, which means you're anxious, and then you're causing yourself to become even more anxious because then you really start to pay attention. Oh goodness, okay, yeah, I do feel a little bit off. I do feel like something isn't quite right. And then then bam, like the symptoms there. So the other one that I talked about too that's really important is not altering your actions and behaviors because dizziness is present. Like really trying to resist grasping onto things or reaching out for somebody or like, you know, I know that this is so hard. (laughs) So maybe just the first step for you is just creating that awareness of when you're wanting to and slowing down and like, hey, maybe I can stick with this for just like a few seconds. And I, I want to emphasize, like, if you're feeling like, no, I'm really dizzy, I need to, like, sit, I need to put my feet up, or I need to lay down, or I'm driving and I need to pull over, do it. Like, listen to yourself, listen to your body, but it's just starting to develop the awareness of how you're responding, and maybe we don't need to respond in such an intense, reactive way. Like, maybe we can slow down and maybe we can actually allow ourselves to feel this feeling without trying to do something about it. And dizziness in general, really a lot of symptoms of anxiety comes down to you not trusting yourself and your body and really not giving yourself the opportunity to trust yourself and your body. And of course, developing that trust is hard because it takes some uncomfortable steps, (laughs) some healthy steps, but those uncomfortable and healthy steps are so important because you want to put that trust back within yourself and your body. And for you, if you oftentimes worry about passing out, I just want you to really recognize you're not truly trying to prevent yourself from passing out. What you're really trying to prevent is yourself from feeling uncomfortable. You're trying to prevent yourself from feeling really anxious, from feeling really scared. And I want you to think of how many times you have felt anxious and scared and you've always gotten through it. So it's so important to remind yourself of your capabilities, your strengths, your skills for working through some really scary and awful discomfort. And I also want to throw in too, sometimes for some people with dizziness, you might also be dealing with inner ear problems or you might be taking a medication that causes you to feel more dizziness. So for some people, there are other factors and I don't want to overlook that. Um, These things can be true. And also too with dizziness, it can be dehydration. Like sometimes the symptoms that we're experiencing 
are because of really basic things that we're overlooking. Like we're overlooking staying hydrated, we're overlooking moving our bodies, we're overlooking like some really obvious indicators of feeling dizzy and uncomfortable. So at the end, I'm also going to throw in some more simple and practical tips because oftentimes with symptoms, we make everything about anxiety, but sometimes we're just losing sight of some really basic stuff. Okay, so the next one is depersonalization and derealization. And I hear this a lot. (laughs) Shannon, this is so scary. I hate, hate, hate these feelings more than anything. And they're terrifying. And I totally understand. I experience DPDR often throughout my recovery journey. And it is. It, It is a symptom that can feel really scary and really overwhelming. So let me just highlight what these are. So depersonalization, if you don't know, is really feeling detached from your thoughts, from your body, from your feelings. Where derealization is really feeling disconnected from your surroundings, from your environment. So in general, things might feel unreal. You might feel like you're living in a dream world, like you're not really present in the space and time and like actually doing the things that you're doing. I know for myself, this was one of the scariest symptoms because when I would feel it, it would immediately like scare me because it felt like I was removed. And I remember so many times, like in a movie, literally, going into a bathroom, like if I was out and I would splash water in my face, I would pinch myself, I would like tap on walls or like the stalls of bathrooms like in a desperate attempt to get my brain to recognize like no Shannon we're actually here like this is real like this is happening you're you're here in this place and if all of this sounds familiar and are things that you are currently doing you are not crazy I understand like this feeling truly can make you feel like I'm going crazy So it's really important to understand why this symptom takes place. So it's really basic. It's that your mind is really trying to cope with lots of overwhelm and stress. Your brain is trying to protect you. And when it feels really overwhelmed and has experienced a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress and overwhelm, your brain has this function where it tries to like remove you from the stress and overwhelm. And that's what makes you feel disconnected like detached removed and again I know how scary it can feel but it's important to recognize your brain is really serving an important function like it's doing something to try to help you and I know it doesn't feel helpful (laughs) it feels really scary but it's good to recognize your brain is trying to protect you so just some things I really want you to hear about depersonalization and derealization it feels so scary because you are physically present like you're actually physically present but you're temporarily mentally checked out and I know that mentally checked out feeling can be really scary but remember the keyword feels it feels really scary it feels really uncomfortable but it is temporary it is a temporary discomfort and it's also important to know you are not going crazy you are not losing your mind depersonalization derealization isn't an indication that there's something terribly terribly wrong and that you're going crazy or losing your mind it's a symptom of anxiety a really common one and again it's your brain trying to protect you and I also think it's important for you to know that you might feel like I I didn't I I know that I did that but I don't really remember doing that like I don't really remember going there and doing that and I like I don't have a full memory of things 
And that's because your brain is a little bit checked out. Like you're not fully present mentally to create the memories. So you're not going to have that full memory. And that's okay. I know that feels scary. That can make it feel more scary, but it is okay. So I want to give you some tips for a DPDR. So acknowledge, and I know this sounds so simple, it is temporary. You are not losing control. You are not going crazy. None of those things. You are simply feeling. And it's temporary. The feeling that you're feeling is temporary. And yes, it feels really scary. But the second tip, right? Try to just be aware of how you're responding to it and start to change how you're responding to it. Really start to try to allow yourself to feel it without trying to fight it, without trying to push back against it, and try really redirecting your attention to something else. We don't need to give it so much attention, right? We don't really need to pay attention to it. We can simply gently redirect ourselves to something else that's happening in the present moment. So that that last tip, you know, don't give it so much attention. You don't need to check in with yourself. You don't need to see if it's there. You don't need to know that it's not going to pop up. So really important with DBDR, you are not going crazy. I know it feels really scary. I know feeling detached, feeling disconnected feels really awful, but it is temporary and your brain's trying to protect you. And it's really important to allow yourself to feel it and do that healthy, allowing it in and redirecting. Okay, now let's talk about palpitations. So this one can feel really scary because our heart is obviously a very integral part of our bodies. Like it's an integral organ, we need it in order to survive. And so it can feel really scary when it feels like your heart is not functioning, quote, normally. And a lot of people will say it feels it doesn't feel quote normal if my heart is racing or if it feels like my heart's fluttering or pounding or even skipping. But it's really important, of course, to recognize in stressful and anxiety producing situations, like that fight or flight kicks in and it's going to increase your heart rate. So you're going to feel your heart racing. You're going to feel it pounding. You might feel some things going on and it might quickly lead to thoughts right and fears and then here we go even more anxiety and your heart rate's probably going to increase and because you're struggling with disordered anxiety and panic you're probably already really sensitive to your body's functions and you're hyper aware of your body's functions so you might experience palpitations and it's like everything stops right like oh gosh I need to like stop what I'm doing I need to I need to check in with how I'm feeling. I maybe need to check my heart rate, right, to make sure that I'm okay and that nothing is going to happen to me. And I think this is common for a lot of people who experience palpitations is wanting to check in with your body, wanting to check your heart rate, like wanting to do things to make sure that you're okay. But it's important I want you to acknowledge if you are one to check your heart rate like if you have a watch or if you check your blood pressure it's important to note right your heart rate is going to be higher when you're feeling anxious and even ahead of 
feeling anxious, right? You might feel like I'm checking my heart rate just to like see and kind of get on top of it. But if you're checking your heart rate, you're already anxious. And it's important to know like your heart rate is going to be high, of course, if you're feeling anxious. So if you're constantly checking and you're seeing that it's high, that's just going to cause even more anxiety, right? You can think I need to do something about it. Oh my gosh, my heart rate's high. I need to sit. I need to... But it's so important to recognize your your heart is doing its function. Your heart is responding to the feelings, to fight or flight, like your heart is doing its job. And sure, it might not feel, quote, normal, but it's actually quite normal how your heart is responding. But I think palpitations are often scary for so many people because our heart is such an integral part of our body, right? It's an integral organ, like we need it in order to survive. And especially if you're struggling with any sort of health anxiety, you might really be stuck on this, I don't want anything to happen to me. Like I want to prevent, I, you know, I don't want to have a heart attack. I don't want to do anything that's going to cause me, you know, to experience something really bad. I, I just want to protect myself. And a lot of it comes back to this protecting, like I don't quite trust myself. I don't quite trust my body. I just want to make sure that I'm okay. And that I'm always going to be okay. And so you might think, I have to know that the feelings in my heart are from anxiety and not from something else. And this is all tough because you're wanting certainty, right? You're wanting something that we really can't have. We can't have 100% certainty. And the more you fixate and you try to have control and the more you try to make sure you're okay and you're going to be okay and nothing is going to happen to you, the more you're going to feel anxious and the more you're going to experience these palpitations, right? So I want you to first really recognize when you're feeling anxious, when you're experiencing panic, like how normal it is for your heart to speed up in these stressful situations. Like, and even when you're exercising, for instance, right? It makes sense that your heart is really racing. It makes sense that you might be feeling like it's not, quote, normal. But remember, your your heart is functioning normally. It's doing its job. So instead of, I need to stop what I'm doing, I need to like, you know, pause, I need to sit down, I need to, maybe you can hang with the feelings for a little bit even for a few seconds. Maybe you can let your heart rate be high. Maybe you can feel these palpitations. Maybe you can feel your heart skipping and you don't need to go to Google. You don't need to check your watch. You don't need to ask somebody for reassurance. Maybe you can actually stick with it. So remember, changing how you respond to the thoughts and feelings first starts with having the awareness. Like how are you currently responding to feelings, to the palpitations? Like how are you currently responding and how can you work to slowly start to change how you're responding, letting the feelings be there without trying to make your heart go back to functioning, quote, normally, because it is functioning normally. So not paying so much attention, not checking in, like all those actions and behaviors that you might be so stuck on that you think are keeping you safe are just keeping you on this hamster wheel of feeling so anxious and so stressed and overwhelmed which keeps all of these symptoms continuing to happen. So I really want you to recognize with all of these symptoms, we've talked about dizziness, depersonalization, derealization, palpitations. You don't have to fear these things, but you can only work through the fear by allowing yourself to face and allow the discomfort that comes along with them. 
So I want you to really recognize there are so many themes that I touched on in this episode. And a really important one is being aware of how you're responding to the symptoms and working to change how you're responding to them. Really working on letting them be there without fighting them. And another one, right, is not paying so much attention to how you feel all the time not always checking in with how you feel. And you might feel like the symptoms are present all the time. And that's probably because you're putting so much focus and attention on how you're feeling all the time. Remember, your feelings aren't always going to be reliable. Oftentimes, like with our thoughts, our thoughts are just thoughts. Sometimes our feelings are just feelings. They're not signs, they're not signals, they're not indications that anything is wrong or that we need to do anything about them. So before I wrap up, I really want to emphasize sometimes it's just the simple basic things that we're losing sight of. I mentioned a little bit in the beginning, hydrating, staying hydrated, like that's important. You know, reducing stress, exercising, moving your body every day, practicing mindfulness, like actually being present in your day-to-day life, like slowing down, not doing all the time, getting adequate sleep, like all these really simple basic things go a really long way and allowing your body and your nervous system to experience regulation and to not experience so much overwhelm and stress and anxiety and the symptoms. So if you're like, okay, Shannon, all this is great. This has been super helpful, but like I am really struggling with the symptoms. Like I'm struggling with the symptoms and also panic attacks, or maybe it's just the symptoms and I'm not really having panic attacks, or maybe it's a mix of both for you. I want you to check out my masterclass on overcoming the symptoms and panic attacks. It's a 90 minute class and I dive into so much. Like I actually teach you how to start responding to these things in a healthy way how to start experiencing lots more peace, how to not have your whole life and all your decisions revolve around the symptoms and how you feel, like how to actually let go and experience so much more peace and freedom and start actually living your life. So I've included that link for you in the show notes. And as always, if you have found that this episode has been really helpful for you, I would love you to share it with somebody who you feel like could really need it. And also, I would love for you if you have not already taken the time to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would just share some words on how my podcast has been helpful to you. I read every single review and I appreciate it so much. Okay, until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.